0: in his book that tells us we have to walk a holy life we have to walk according to god's word and if that's not going to happen we're just going to be religious there won't be no fire there'll be no light in our lives i preached last week about you know god can remove our candlestick and you know what sometimes i feel like mine's dimming out but i have to rekindle it i have to put some all back in the lamp i have to make sure the light's burning And when I'm going to learn the principles of God's word, son, if you seek me with all your heart, all your mind, and worship me, draw near to me, I'll speak to you, right? Be honest. A lot of Christians don't want to get that close to God. (laughs) They don't want to get so close that God might say, Ray, or Lanny, or Chucky, or... Don't do that. That's sin. We don't want to get too close to the light sometimes because the light is bright. And that light exposes darkness. It's bright in here. Turn that light off. I bet you, I'll bet you it turns dark quick. You can't, light and darkness can't dwell in the same place. Gene, <laughs> blink the lights. <laughs> but I think the, the main thing is that we need to understand there are principles in God's word. Those principles: number one is to serve the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, "When you do this, all matter of fact, all the commandments hang on these two. Because if you're going to love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, you're not going to want to have idols. You're not going to worship. You're going to remember to come to church. Maybe keep a day for the Lord. You're going, you, you, you know, you're going to honor the Lord and you know, whatever. The first five commandments, deal with your relationship to God. The next five, deal with your relationship to, to men or to men. Well, love you, you, you honor your father and your mother. Or don't covet what your brother has. And I can go on and on. Because those commandments are basically wrapped up in those two. Love God with all your heart and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, if you do this you live. Right? Yeah, right? One key that I want to talk about this, this morning is the, the act of worship. And I, I was going to preach something else. And, and believe me, I, I sought God. I was wondering, you know, about some things. And, and I know in my heart that it's missing in the body of Christ. A passion for God. A love for God. A desire for God. I can only preach to you what God's dealing with me about. Because I'm not only preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. God wants me to worship Him. And believe me, there's no better place you need to be but in the presence of God. Where are you going to get deliverance? In His presence. Where are you going to get healing? In your, his presence. Where are you going to get answers for things you need to, to find out? In, in His presence. You can turn to uh, Psalms forty-two again. I read it this morning, but I want to I want to relit on it. Go back on it. On Psalms forty-two, verses one. Listen, a lot of churches today they want to say put in the horse before the cart or the cart before the. We we we're busy trying to get people spiritual. That don't have the spirit. <laughs> Come on. We want to get them talking in tongues and dressing up like, uh, like, like us and, and doing and, and, and prophesying and, and, and those are all good things. I'm not, I'm not, I think that's wonderful. But people go to church and, they, and there's no passion for the Lord. There's no hunger for a relationship with God. Or they want to go to heaven Every Christian goes, I want to go to heaven. Well, yeah, that's great. But do you know going to heaven is not cheap? Do you know it's going to cost you something? I want to say, and I'm just using a round number, about 90% of the world is religious. <laughs> they, they honor some kind of God. But they don't know the God, right? The the, the, uh, charismatic or the Pentecostal movement that's that's in America has gotten to the point where it's just about the gifts. And don't get me wrong, the gifts are great. I need them. You need them. And they think if somebody comes lay hands on them and they started speaking in tongues, surely they're right with God. That's not true. Because I've been in it a while and I've watched some dingers. I'm going to tell you, they didn't know God from a hole in the ground. But they had a religious experience. They, they think that was enough. They thought talking in tongues and, and, and flopping on the floor and jumping in a pew would, would have made them right with God. It's not going to do it. Now I'm all for dancing. Believe me, I'm all for shouting. I think shouting should be in the church. But you can't, you can't base your life on a spiritual experience you had. If that experience didn't draw you closer to the Lord, then it wasn't real. Uh Oh, (laughs) I know that sounds hard, but it's true. If it didn't make you want to worship, they want to make you read your Bible more. If it didn't want to make you draw closer to the Lord, then something is wrong. It's not about you saying a prayer 50 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago. It's about what was happening in your heart when, when you made that confession of faith. Did you do it to make your husband happy or your wife happy? Come on, my Lord, I'm preaching. <laughs> listen, I, listen. I don't. I wish I could come here. The main reason that I feel in this church that we need to do, we need to draw close to the Lord. All right, seriously. I want. I want to see you. Get in His presence. I want to see you draw, and you know He's there. You know His presence is in your life. You know when you pray, He hears you. Okay. I want to see you walking with the Lord. I want, I'm, I'm at the same place. I want to walk closer and closer and closer and closer. I want to. I want to get to, near to Jesus. he about to tell us apart. Amen. I've seen a, such a slide back in the last few years. It's, it's, it's unreal. I'm starting to. Say, God, what's wrong with the people of God? Why, why don't they want to get close to you? They want to just get in by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> I got news for you, there ain't no skin on your teeth. <laughs> they want to just sit in church, get comfortable, and say, Well, I'm going to heaven because I go to church. And that's, that's great if you come to church, but that's not what I'm talking about. As a deer, <laughs> read that verse, somebody. Somebody read it. As a, just verse verse 1. As a deer padded after the water. Okay, read the next line. My soul, what Okay, stop right there. My thirst, my soul thirsted after you. My soul thirsted after you for God. My soul thirsts for God. Listen, we can have a we can have a church full of people in in of Homes if we just say, well, you you don't have to worry about sin anymore. That's the, sin is ratificated. It's gone. You just got to come to church, and, and, and we'll pray over you, and you'll be all right. You can fill this church up in a week. My Lord, do you hear me? If I want to get comfortable, I can, I can preach that. And, and you know what? God's going to hold me accountable, and I'm going to miss heaven. Because that's not what it's about. It's not about quantity. It's about quality it's about how real you are and how real i am does my my spirit thirst <laughs> for the lord? lord am i thirsty and i'm hungry for the things of righteousness but Brother Lena, i try to pray and nothing happens because you're not hungry Come on, bro, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. If you was really hungry enough, you would shut the TV off. You would shut the radio off. You would shut people off and find some time with God where you can fellowship with the Lord, where you can feel it. I've gotten a place. I I feel his presence right now because I know in my heart that's what he wants. He wants us to draw near. You got to lead this building and you got to make a decision whether I'm going to draw close to the Lord or not. Or I'm going to thirst for the Lord or not. And I'm going to tell you what, and I, and I have no, I ain't going to apologize. It's a life and death situation. Ooh. It's whether you make it to glory or not. Jesus said, Many are called, but few are chosen. God has opened the door to many. God says, come and drink and eat at my table. But many don't want it. Oh, they want religion. That, that, that's full of, the earth's full of that. They'll find it in one form or another just to make themselves feel good in where they're at. Why don't we change why don't we realize God ain't gonna accept us like like we are? He wants us to get close to Him, and something's gonna have to change, and it ain't gonna be on His side. It's gonna be on me and you, mine and your side. Nothing wrong with God's side. It's our side the problem. I was thinking this week while I was dwelling on some things, you know. I said, "How many things get in my way of the Lord?" And even if it's a popsicle <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> Last week, I told y'all, I said, you know, so many people have some popsicles in their, um, obstacles (laughs) in their way. And there's so many things that get in the way. Listen, Sunday morning is a time to come and draw near and to strengthen your faith, right? When you come here. We need to stop making excuses. Why? Why? Now, I know people work and stuff. I understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you could be here. God wants you here. God wants you to pray. Don't make excuses. Well, mama's coming and daddy's coming. Call mom and dad. You could come in another hour, but I got some other business I got to handle. Listen. <laughs> Oh, y'all <laughs> Listen, it's the truth. I, I need it. Praise God. You need it. That's something God's been dealing with me. That, Lanny, you're going to have to seek my face. You're going to have to draw close, and you're going to have to trust in me. I want a path after God like the deer drinking his waters, thirsty. I remember one time I, I got so hot. My fingers were doing this. You ever had that happen to you? There was no, the moisture was gone. I was in my dump truck one time, and, and I was in a pond, and it was, it was just dry. It was digging a pond, and it was dusty. And look, I thought I was going to die. I, I, I was grabbing some wet back of my neck. I was passing the water. Listen, I needed water. <laughs> I needed, my wife to tell you, I had, I lost 11 pounds in a, in a week. I couldn't eat. I couldn't go enjoy a meal anywhere because my my stomach didn't was, there's something that happened because I I, I didn't drink. (laughs) You know how many people are spiritually dried up? They need to drink. Listen, I can't go at your house and shove a Bible in your face and say, do it. That's not my job. My job is to tell you God wants you to do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to die. Don't pray, you're going to die. You don't seek the face of God, you're going to die. Okay. Uh, Psalms 101, right there. Let's turn it over. And I'm going to try to go through this. Psalms 101. And what I want you to do today. It's just, if you have a place to mark this down, I'm going to give you the scriptures, okay? Because I'm probably not going to be able to read them all. You know, I remember a scripture reading that the Bible said there was going to be a famine in the land. But the famine wasn't going to be that of water or food. It was going to be that of the Word of God. And, you know, I... I read on the temple worship, you know, how they did in the Old Testament. Every day, they would set a fresh bread on the altar. And that, that bread was, a, you know, when they put it there, I mean, it was as fresh as it can be. The only one that could eat of that bread was the priest. So that bread had to be there every day. If, 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 if it was some leftover, they had to throw it away. Because that bread had to be fresh. That The word of God in your heart has to be fresh every day. The bread of the word has to be f- fresh every day. You have to dig in that word every day. You can't live if you don't eat. Right? You can't find God if you're not going to eat the nourishment that God gives you. When you don't put in your spirit (laughs) what is right, you don't, listen, you spend more time watching the football game and the basketball game. Listen, that's that's your business. But if God has less and less time, something has to go. And I'm telling you from my own experience, I was the biggest Saints fan they had. I don't think I I watched the whole game last year because I realized that this was nothing but idolatry. It took my time away from God. If I find myself thinking more about the football scores than I do with the scriptures, I got a problem. And it could be anything. If I ask you today, and you don't have to answer me, what is the most important thing in your life right now? What's the thing you give more effort for today than anything? Most of it would be our jobs, because I know I own a business i got to worry about this and worry about that and find this. And it takes so much of my time because it gets my mind off of God. Then I have to go back and I have to try to scrap what I can of my spiritual life. I can't do that, right? I can't, I can't make the, my life in this world more important than my life with God. None of that makes sense to you, but I've done it. I've done it many times, and I heard it over and over, and I'm wondering, God, where are you, God? Well, where, where are you, Lenny? Why you didn't come when I called you? You know? Well, God, I had to take care of this, and I had to go here, and I had to see this one, and I had to go. You can get too busy for the Lord. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you got to pray every second of the day. I'm just talking about having that attitude of prayer. That constant knowing that the most important thing in your life is that you got the bread to eat, Yvette. You're watering it with prayer. <laughs> and I, saw, I remember reading that scripture about Paul saying, I plant Apollo's waters, but God brings it. What has to happen? Somebody got to be planting, somebody got to be watering it, and God is the one. Listen, if you want to increase in you, you got to water that plant, praise God. You got to water what God gives you. You got to nourish it with with, with, what it needs. When I read David and his writings on worship, I'm so ashamed of myself. David was just coming back. He he captured the Ark of the Covenant that was taken by the Philistines. Well, he had he had laid it in a a certain man's house and he went and got it, okay? And he came and he was, they were carrying that ark, man. Coming into Jerusalem. David stripped himself of his clothing. <laughs> he had a Pentecostal fit. He sang in praise and praise and, 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 and worshiped God. He was making, he was actually sacrificing animals every so few, many feet as you drag. The ark represented the power of God. The ark represented the, the, the power of the Lord. And David was so rejoicing; God had come back to church. <laughs> come on, somebody! The God had come back in the city, and he was worshiping. And look, let me tell you something: His wife looked out the window. Religion looked out the window. <laughs> Said, "Look at him; he's shaming himself. Look at him. You're looking like he looks like a fool. Don't worry about the world saying about you." Come on! If you're dancing for the Lord, dance. If you're going to sing, sing. If you're going to shout, shout. Get to let the world kick its bucket down the road if it wants. But you don't have to be that way. And he worshipped God. He 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 got before the Lord, and he he was just he looked like a wild man. <laughs> what would religion do to David today? They would kick him out of the church. <laughs> They're not supposed to get nervous in church. <laughs> You're not supposed to get radical. You're not supposed to shout, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, shout, rejoice. Because must religion they must never read the book of Psalms. It says in 101, verse 1, make a joyful noise before the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Yeah, 100 says it. 101 says, yeah, I'm reading 100. <laughs> Maybe I should have read one. Well, go ahead. I have it down, the 100. I have it down. Make a joyful shout or noise to the Lord, all ye lands. I like my little story about Farmer Brown. 'Cause Farmer Brown, one day he was going to the quote church in the city, the, the you know the, the one that everybody loved, and the one that never hurt offended anybody, right? He was he was he But every once in a while, the preacher would say, "You know, Jesus died for your sins," and Farmer Brown would get nervous. <laughs> And the preacher said, Jesus died for you, sins. He, he died on the cross. And former Brown so said, Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, he was, and, and you know what? He, he would start running around the church. And the deacons would grab him and throw him on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And she can't do that over here. It's <laughs> so, Okay, I'm just, I just lost my I just lost control. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they put him back in his, in his pew, and the preacher starts saying how God delivered the people, part of the Red Sea, and, and saved their, from the Egyptians. And all of a sudden, Farmer Brown he started getting up, and he's jumping again. He's running around again. And they had to knock him down again. <laughs> so one day, <laughs> he's in his field, plowing. And these deacons came, and so, listen, former Brown, you're a nice guy. You pay your tithes, you, you're a good fellow, and we like you. But you can't make that, that kind of noise in church. Can't. It's not, it's not fitting or proper. <laughs> All of a sudden, former Brown said, Well, you know what? When I realized what my Lord did for me, <laughs> I realized I was going to a devil's hell and I'd have died eternally separated from God. He saved me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Sanctify me. And all of a sudden, he starts, he said, and he's, he's behind his plow. <laughs> he says, hold my mule, boys. I'm ready to run again. <laughs> Shout to the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Yes, Lord. Sing wherever you're at. That chicken yard, you already read, sing. <laughs> when you're pushing that mop, People say, I don't like them. Or maybe that's the time you need to get with God. Why? <laughs> oh, I like to see that. <laughs> that. That 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 soap will be slopping all over the place, hallelujah. Miss some spots you ain't caught in years, <laughs> But anyway, get excited. I want to worship in church. I want to shout in church, okay? That's the problem with the church today. They've lost their shout. They've lost, they've lost their song. They've lost their desire. They've lost their passion. The, you know, I'm I, 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 sorry for you. If you're sitting by a dead Christian, get away. He's going to kill you, man, or her. Find somebody that has life. Find somebody that can sing. Find somebody that wants to talk about Jesus. I went pre- <laughs> I've went. i been having to me a lot of them. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, a couple of weeks ago, I went somewhere and I was talking to some ladies and, and, and we're talking about the Lord. I said, you know what Peter did when he denied Jesus three times? He, he wept bitterly. And he knows in his heart that he had a, he had a chance to confess Christ and he didn't. Three times he denied him. If you read the book of John, after Jesus arose again and met him on the shore, they were fishing. You remember that story? And he went to Peter and said, Peter, do you love me? (laughs) He said, Lord, you know I love you. Hallelujah. He said, feed my sheep. Goes to Peter again, Chucky, and says, you love me? He said, you know I love you, Lord. Feed my sheep. A third time, he goes to him, Peter, do you love me? And he grieved Peter. He said, Peter Peter's heart was right. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Feed my land. You know what he made Peter do? He made him Renounce. repent three times for the three denials that he had made before. I think that. Why three? The three denials Peter had made, he made a confession of love for Christ three times. And I thought about that, I said, man, what a, what a preaching message. You come over here and you could sing and you could joy and dance, and when you get out there, you're like a wooden Indian. Come on, somebody. You go to that little church down there? Yeah? I heard you got a bunch of nuts over there. But you know, I go because my wife and my husband makes me. I, I know I'm not really into that. <laughs> No, seriously. You're only hurting yourself. You have a chance to testify of Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. But yet he doesn't excite you more than that chair you're sitting in. Because there's no passion, no desire. Listen, I'm not saying you got to be a pure jumper. I'm not saying you got you to uh, run over the church. That's not what I'm saying. But in your own heart, in your own spirit, in your own life, do you love Jesus? Does Jesus make your heart jump? Does he make your spirit excited? Does, does he stir something in you? Shout. Shout. Make a joyful noise or shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Are you glad to serve Jesus? Is there a joy in you to serve Jesus? Come before his presence with what? Singing, singing. singing. Now I gotta admit, there's some people that don't know how to sing, but hey, they make noise. <laughs> Somebody said, When I sing, I make a joyful noise. <laughs> right? Listen, I'm gonna it... laugh. I had a fiddle. My <laughs> wife oh, said, Thank God that thing is gone. And my my daughter's first husband, he's a big guy, man. He must have weighed oh my goodness. And he's sitting in the church. First, I'm playing it. The dog. I'm not lying. That's a, The dog. The dog was hurting, man. And I can feel it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. And all of a sudden, my daughter's husband, that chair broke out from under him. I brought him low, brother. (laughs) Say, Lord, (laughs) what? Look, he went flat on his back. The dog crying and he's on his back. I had him in a good spot, brother. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) listen, I used to bring it over here. Brother Mike said, don't come back over here if you're going to bring that <laughs> Man, I was trying to pick up the place, man. I was trying to, I wanted to get some picking and grinning or something. Go on. <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> he asked, did I ask. <laughs> He asked Boogie, well, you didn't burn that thing? <laughs> There's just some things you can't do. But I thought I was doing all right. Right? <laughs> Might have grieved a few people, but I thought I was doing okay. One brother said, "Belaney, I know you. It's in your heart." I said, "Sure, the rest of me was in it." <laughs> but you know, singing is good. If you sound like a crow, go behind the house. <laughs> Sing. I don't care how you sound. Shout to the Lord. <laughs> Sing, sing, rejoice, sing. My Lord, are you getting this this morning? You don't have to impress anybody. <laughs> Only, the Lord. Only the Lord. And I tell that story about, Brother Mike even told me that story about that lady. <laughs> this man, he was visiting, uh, this lady could sing. She was beautiful, man. She would sing, she could She'd sing concerts, and that man would go. he said, I'm going to marry that girl. Sing like an angel, man. Beautiful. So he kept going to her and seeing her, and all of a sudden, they got married. Then on the wedding night, she got in the room. She took off her wig, her her fake eye. She had a fake eye. Took her wooden leg off. Wiped her makeup off. (laughs) (laughs) Took everything off. And that boy looks and said, man, sing, woman, sing. <laughs> That's all you got left, do it. <laughs> sing. I learned the bad manners from Brother Mike. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, and let's go on. <laughs> no matter what you sound like, Sing. <laughs> it in, in verse four, enter in his gates with what? Thanksgiving. If you ain't got nothing to pray about, give worship God. Thank God for all that He has done for you. The spirit of Thanksgiving. My God, I, I tell you what. What is the, what is thankfulness? A graceful, great gracefulness. A grateful, being grateful does a Man, it encourages. I had some money. Th- was calling us last night about something and, and he was just thankful and I could, hear, I could feel it feel it encouraged me to hear him say thank you brother Lanny, thank you brother Lanny thank you brother Lanny was a, of a thankful spirit don't you think God wants to hear that yeah. don't you think God has done enough for you that you can offer him a spirit of thanksgiving yeah. gladness, thanksgiving, rejoicing yeah. be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. <laughs> the Lord is good. My son Isaac was preaching about the goodness of God yesterday, his little meeting. And you know what? There is nothing better than the goodness of God. If God is good to you, don't you think you should thank Him? Yeah. If God has saved your life, I, I could think of a million places I could be today if I want to give Christ my life. I'd be in hell probably. Totally separated from the Lord, but He saved me and He changed me and He gave me a new life. We wouldn't be married today for what that wouldn't happen. Don't ever, ever neglect what God has done in your life. Don't ever say, I can't look back at what God has done for me. He saved you. You would not be here today. I ain't got much left. Praise God. Well, I got a few more scriptures. Let me read them. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. I want to show you something. God is good. All the time. I can't even think of what it'd be like without Jesus. Seriously, I, I don't I I I thought about the way me and Janice has gone since we served the Lord. We made some good decisions. We made some bad ones. Okay. But we found place of repentance. Right. We didn't stop and say, "Well, if everybody's doing it, it must be all right." If everybody's doing it, it must be all right. You know, I was gonna, and I'm gonna, probably next week. I'm gonna talk about to judge or not to judge. And I was looking at that scripture about Jesus said, judge righteously, right? And I looked at that and I said, he didn't say you couldn't judge. He said, judge righteously. There's a right way to worship, right? And there's a wrong way to worship. The world today, like I said, about 90% of it is not worshiping God. The Muslims worship, so say God. The Buddhists worship their God. The Catholics worship their God. Uh, whatever. You can go on and on and on. But Jesus said, you have to worship me in spirit and in truth. And I thought about that same question about, you know, to judge or not to judge. You ever notice how we we judge people? Listen, I've been in. Well, sister so and so and brother so and so let me tell you what they said who the heck is they come on seriously oh they they that that, that was hearsay they said that no you said it I I never found they yet seriously I thought about it I said God who's they well sister so and so is, is doing this and brothers and they said that they I said you know what if we stop worrying about they and worry about me, we can worship God a whole lot better. There are things that are hindering us. And we're still caught up. In, you ever rejoice when somebody's doing bad because you think they deserve it? And you want God to receive your worship? The Bible says God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. To rejoice because somebody you don't like is suffering, you got a problem. And you, and you come to church and you, oh, I don't feel God. I don't, you, you've just been splashing sister so-and-so all over the wall, or brother so-and-so all over the wall. You, you, sh- you did everything you can to disgrace them and you want God to hear you? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? It's because we have allowed that and we can still call ourselves a Christian. We think we can destroy a brother and sister with our mouth and expect God to hear us. To receive our worship. God hates a lying tongue. God hates he that so a discard among the brethren. God hates. You know. And listen. Come on. we live in a time? A lying tongue. What is stopping you from worshiping God today? And I don't have to know. Seriously. I, that's between you and the Lord. But I want you to think about something. If your heart is not right. According to God's word. If you're not living, listen, I have to repent a lot. Sometimes I think something say, God, hey, I shouldn't be thinking that. i got to repent because it's, that's, your thoughts will lead you in all kinds of directions, man. Bring into the captivity every thought, the Bible said, to the obedience of Christ. If that thought or that thing you're thinking ain't Scripture and it's sin, get rid of it. Stop it right now. Don't let it go any further because it'll kill you. It's like a cancer. What hinders our worship? Listen, I had to get to some place with God. Listen, even as a as a Christian, mostly, as a pastor, I have to I have to examine my heart every day. I have to say, God, when I don't feel you. Now, I know sometimes we go through dry spell. You might not even be doing nothing wrong. It's a test of your faith, right? It's a time where you have to be patient and wait on the Lord. But there's times we wonder why God is not speaking to us and we get you slandering and uh, uh, destroying everybody with your mouth. I've been praying for this and God just don't answer me. I know why he's not answering you. I'm trying to worship. I can't feel him. I can tell you why you're not, worship- you're not feeling him. We've allowed things in our lives that were are hindered at, Right? Okay, Uh, Matthew chapter 5, and look at verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. They're going to see you living for God. They're going to see your light. I'm going to be honest with you. It frustrates me to think that Christians that sat under the gospel, that heard the message, including myself, because I'm not not void of all of that. I have to deal with that in my own life. They have to see Jesus in you. Turkey? All of y'all, they have to see the light. They have to see something's different about Sister Janice. She don't do what the other ladies do in church. Or brothers do in church. You got to let that light shine. The testimony of Jesus in your life is going to bring the worship of God in your life. Bob Berlin, you giving us a lot to chew on this. It's the truth. I can't, I'm not making that up. And he says here, Verse uh, 6 of that same chapter. Blessed are those who do what? Hunger. Hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And they shall what? Be filled. Well, but Elaine, I don't know if I want that kind of relation. I just want to be... a Christian that goes to church and, you know, do the things and I want to go home and do my own. Listen there's, there's no, listen, there's nothing wrong with living a good life. But if that life doesn't include worship, if it doesn't include a hunger and a thirst for God, it's a waste of a life. Because there are people that are in hell today that possibly sat in this very church or some other church somewhere. And they thought that they were right with God. But yet they were destroying other people. You see what I'm saying? But yet, and that's what religion does. It makes you think you're right with God when you're not. The Pharisees went to Jesus. And they had the boxes and they had the little scriptures. And I said, the last, they, had, they were dressed up, man. They could quote the first five books of the Bible by heart. They had to learn the, 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 the the Torah, at 12 years old, they had to learn the first five books of Moses by heart at, at 12 years old. And that's, uh, they start manhood at 12. That's when a, a Jewish child would, after he's did his formisto, for, for whatever book you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, and he was considered a man at 12. That's why Jesus went into the midst of them. Remember that? And Jesus went and, he, and he, he was he was asking them questions and and they were they were flabbergasted with him. How could he know all those things? Because I don't believe, and I might be wrong. I don't believe a child was allowed to go among them. I mean, as to sitting with them and discussing things. But Jesus went. He was twelve years old. And and did he he just blew them away. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These were religious people. They were sitting on. They've been sitting uh, in in those temples, uh, the temple for years. Many, they the ones that was answering the questions. But Jesus surprised them. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Okay. Let me go to this real quick. Uh Go back to Psalms 96. My job in this church is to make sure that you understand you are responsible to worship God. I'm not saying you do it because you're forced to. Listen, you do it because you want to. Because you love it. Don't read your Bible because you love it come to church because you love him. You go, you read, you pray because you love him. If it's religion to you, then, then, then you're going to struggle. If you're doing it on the obligation, then you're, gonna, you're not going to grow. Now, let me tell you something. Sometimes i got to force myself to read my Bible. That's not the point. The flesh has to, has to be <laughs> put in Submission. Because i tell you the honest truth, sometimes the flesh don't want to get up. Sometimes it don't want. But you know what? When I do, when I submit, I can feel the presence of God. When when I get up, when he tells me to get up, when I read, when he tells me to read, I can feel his presence. You know? He doesn't want to. He doesn't. Listen, if if God got to force me to get up every time. Come on, man. You ever done that? I'm tired, Lord. I worked all day. <laughs> My arm's hurting, Lord. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know? Yes, Lord. It's not going to be fun. But you ever got drawn to wake up? You ever got drawn to pray? You ever got drawn to worship? You ever got drawn to reading your Bible? You notice that's the best time in the Lord that you've experienced? I've done it. Man, I to listen. I remember one time I had, a, I, had a, I had a time with the Lord. I was praying, man. Oh, man, the Holy Ghost is all over me. And I was enjoying I couldn't wait for the next prayer day. Prayer when I got on my knees, I didn't feel Him. I said, on well, a minute, God. This ain't fair. So you see, before you did it by feeling. Now you're going to have to do it by faith. Hmm? That makes sense? Sometimes you get on your knees and you don't feel like it. You do it by faith. You wait. You believe God's going to move on you by faith, right? You believe God's going to speak to you by faith. And there's some time, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to just worship. <laughs> Seriously, the presence of God is so strong. All I want to do is worship. Like in the morning, me and Jan, Sunday morning, we don't put the news anymore. Thank God. <laughs> we, we, go, we, go, we go to YouTube, and, and they got some beautiful worship music. Yeah, and, and they're singing about, I love you, Lord. So we're singing this morning. And I lift my voice; I worship You with all my heart. Rejoice, man! That'll pick you up, man. <laughs> Come on, devil! God's going to take you. Man, you pick your spirit up, man. You, you're rejoicing, you're praising God, you, you're listening to things that will edify and build your faith. Yeah. If I got to sit down in, every Sunday morning and watch Biden and Trump oh, argue, man, seriously, <laughs> oh, that's going to drown me out. <laughs> Well, you know what? I I thought about that very thing. I said, you know what? We're going to make some decisions in the next few years. And believe it or not, and and that's what I talked about, about judging. You're going to make a judgment when you get in that that booth. You're going to look at the man and say, well, he ain't doing what is right. Or he's doing what is right. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? And God is going to honor your judgment. Because you're doing what is right. You know what I'm saying? You're making a judgment based on His word. But that's the same thing with worship. Jesus said, You must worship me in spirit and in truth. If there's no truth, there's no spirit. Right? I said, I'm going to say it it a million times. If God is not in this church, if the Spirit of God is not here, God is not here. If the Holy Spirit is not there to teach, to allow us to worship, then he's not here. Now I'm gonna tell you something. That don't mean that you churches are gonna f- go through dry spells. Yeah, they, they have. And the and the Lord and the people get together and they say, Lord, we need your spirit. And the Holy Spirit starts moving, right? But if we explain sin away, if we explain the fear of God away, if we explain, and God's only God's only somebody that gives you what you want. He'll, he'll, he'll. You all you have to do is ask, and it comes right away. That's not true. I'm not saying if. No, wait. The thing is, if when we ask, we ask in faith. It might not come tomorrow, but it'll come just on time, right? Might not come when you want it, <laughs> but if it's just and it's right, he'll do it. You know, when you when you get a blessing, how many of you got a lot of money one time? One time. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. How much, how much that felt like it lightened your Lord that God had blessed you? You wanted to worship. And I'm not bringing money in for that reason, but the point is that anything that we have that we know comes from God generates worship because you didn't have it before. <laughs> you didn't have it and you needed it and God gave it to you. And it brought forth true worship. Let me read this and, and I'm, I'm going to close, okay? Uh, ch- chapter ninety six of Psalms. Verse one. Yeah, I'm trying to find my spot. Hold up. God is a good God. Amen. Okay. Oh, sing unto the Lord. A new song. Right. It means that God wants to hear fresh worship. <laughs> Now, you can say what you want. When a song's coming out of a, the spirit of a man or woman in worship, it's new. God wants to hear new songs. He wants to hear songs of worship. If you're singing the same old songs over and over and over, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But it's fresh when it comes new. I remember I was dreaming, y'all, and I was going through some tough times, and Pretty dry time, I'll be honest with you. And I saw in my dream me standing in a prison, singing to prisoners. I sang a song i never heard in my life. It was, and you know what? I didn't want to wake up because the presence of God was so real. And it was so powerful. When I got up, I didn't even remember the song. But I remember the worship. You know what I'm saying? I remember the presence of God. And and, and I I was singing. Listen, listen, it was was a powerful, powerful presence. You can see God in your dreams. You can experience the presence of God when you're sleeping. You know, know, when when, when, uh, Joseph, an angel appeared to Joseph in his dream. You remember that? And spoke to him about Mary's gonna have this baby. Don't be scared to take her for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So I'm worshiping, man, I'm telling you, I didn't wanna wake up. I hadn't had a church like that in a long time. (laughs) And I still remember one time, and there was a song that I sang in here, but it was new when I was singing it. You know? create not creating me clean heart um i'm gonna remember <laughs> huh no it wasn't worthy it was uh call up on the i don't get it slipped my mind for me, but i'll get it uh what well, of if i'm gonna play it right now because i'm almost finished if i get my guitar sometime i remember amen hallelujah hallelujah somebody say you love the lord <laughs> Yeah, I got it. See that already? Watch. And I was singing up here, and I could see new faces in my dream. I could see people I never saw. God, we worship you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Cast thy burdens. Upon the Lord He shall sustain you My God He shall never Suffer the righteous To be Moved As for me I will call Upon God And The Lord will save me. Yes, Lord. Evening and morning. half will I pray and cry aloud. Let's worship him. He shall hear my voice. He will hear me when I pray, Lord. Evening and morning and afternoon, will I pray and cry aloud? He shall hear my voice. Man, I feel His presence. Hallelujah! We glorify and honor You, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus, cast Thy burden upon the Lord, he shall sustain you, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved, as for me, I will call upon God. my God. Evening and morning, half will I pray and cry aloud. He shall hear my Shall hear my, voice. my Lord Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 Lord. My God, we give you praise and glory this night, this morning, Lord God, that we sing praises under your name. He shall hear my voice My Lord God In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise Give me Jesus Give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have this whole world, give me Jesus. Nothing better in the world to worship the Lord, to get in His presence, amen. Amen. You are Jesus King of kings, Lord of lords You are Jesus My God, hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus You are Jesus of kings, Lord of oh, lords, I worship you. Holy, yes, my God, you are holy, yes, you're holy, Lord, King of kings,